welcome to Business of City Watch. I am Michael, your host, and we are going to be talking with Grant Bledsoe about investing in your small business. I remind you to uh, leave us a like or any type of uh, opinion with regard to the podcast, where you get your podcast, wherever that is. Uh, Grant, thank you so much for being with us uh, on City Watch. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Your investment firm is geared toward small business people and helping them set aside money for the running of the business and also for their own retirement and for their employees. Uh, give me the, the, the five-second tour on how you got started in that. You know, it depends. everybody's a little bit different. depends on your personal situation, and there's nothing wrong with taking all your extra money and putting it back into your business. Uh, I would caveat that with the, the stat that a lot of your listeners are probably aware of, and that's that about 80% of all businesses never, ever sell. So it just makes a lot of sense to diversify some of your extra cash outside of your business. And when you are, are pulling the strings on your own P&L and have the latitude to potentially sponsor a, a retirement plan through your own company, you have a good opportunity to cater that to your own personal needs. And sometimes it might make sense to take that money and put it back into your business to push the pedal down on growth. Other times it might make sense to find uh, a way to invest it for your own future in a tax-deductible manner, which is really, really convenient. Okay, for those people who are in business or who are thinking about getting into business, what's the best way to proceed with regard to the monies that you might have on hand and how they should be allocated? First off, you need to know your business needs with regard to cash. If you have $50,000 saved up in the bank, you should absolutely know how much or how large should your rainy day fund or working capital need to be uh, within your business. If you have too much cash, that's when it makes sense to think about reinvesting it back into the business or elsewhere. If you don't have enough cash, then don't invest it for the long term. Keep building toward whatever that, that liquidity, that working capital goal is. And a lot of people get tripped up with that, but it comes down to having a vision for, uh, for your business and for its P&L, having an objective for your own personal compensation, and then making logical decisions that either contribute toward that objective or potentially um, might mean that you want to change your, your goalposts a little bit. Okay, now you talk a lot about the, what you just mentioned, which is protect and, uh, and hold on to business value. Uh, given what you've just said, say a person is just getting started and has maybe $10,000 to, to put into the business, uh, realizes they really need 11000 <laughs> uh, how do they get around that? How do they budget or allocate uh, for that extra 1000 I, I think you, I think you have to prioritize. Go through your financials, look at all your expenses. If you have $10,000 in cash saved up for whatever endeavor it is that you're considering, and then you wake up and realize that you need 11000 well, you've got a couple options. You know, Number one, you can change your vision and reduce your, uh, your outflow from 11000 to 10000 Number two, you can go into debt, potentially. You can borrow that extra $1,000, which is kind of a slippery slope. Or, you know, you can just figure it out as you go. And, and, and you know, potentially that means cutting things. Potentially that means uh, deferring expenses into the future until you get a little bit more cash on hand. In, in any scenario, I, th I think you probably need to start by prioritizing what are your most important expenses that you can't live without and then pushing the stuff that you potentially can live without down toward the bottom of the list and either defer those expenses or maybe nix them entirely. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the 
funding of things like that for the 401k uh, for employees and that sort of thing. But before we do that, I'll take a small break and we'll be right back. Business is City Watch, the program that takes you through the ins and outs of business. If you'd like to start a business of your own, let us know at 310-291-2790. Okay, we are back with Grant Bledsoe. We are talking about investing for your small business and how to allocate those funds and get them uh, moving in the direction you want them to go in. Uh, before we went on the break, Grant, we were talking about allocating money for your business and how to take care of uh, a situation where you need 11,000 and you only have 10. Uh, talk to me about this. What, in your opinion, is the best way for a person or entity to get started in business? What should they do that we didn't mention in the first part of the uh, first part of the program that you really want to drive home? Well, what I'm talking about basically is what we talked about earlier is allocating the right money uh, toward the right uh, part of the venture and determining perhaps even before you get started if you have enough money if the 10,000 uh, is enough and if you're if you need 11 are you ever going to get that 11 and go from that gotcha uh, having done this myself what I would say is it all starts with your vision it all starts with your business plan have an idea of what you want to do go talk to some potential customers get feedback on that and then you know lay out some some pro forma financials surrounding how much you think it's going to cost, how long it's going to take you to come to market, and, and what the, the potential sales might be. Now, any pro forma I've ever seen is drastically wrong, so just uh, <laughs> keep that in mind as you go along, but we have to have some framework to start with. So if, if you're taking a big leap, let's say you're quitting your job to go start this venture, I think you want to have as many of the moving parts totally ironed out by the time that you give your notice and quit your job. Uh, as you possibly can, because if we're trying to quantify the amount of cash that you need saved up to take that leap, you add up all the potential business expenses that you're going to need, increase that number by about 50% to give yourself some padding, and then on top of that, you're going to need some money uh, saved up for your personal expenses as, as well. So if you think that it might take six months uh, between launch and uh, and to where you get to the point where you're pulling enough out of the business to pay your, your living expenses, then multiply your monthly living expenses by six and then double that number to give yourself some latitude. Okay. This is not an area where you really wanna be stingy because if we're thinking about this in, in the sense of how could your business activities contribute to your long-term wealth, it's vitally important that your business is successful and that you can stay in the game. So if you have to turn around and shutter the business because you, you thought it was going to take $10,000 and it's actually taking eleven, well, if you only saved $10,000 in the beginning, that's kind of a recipe for disaster because the, the accuracy with which we put any of these financial projections together is generally really, really low. So that doesn't mean go through the exercise. Go through the exercise, figure out what you think you're going to need and then pad that number by quite a bit to give yourself a lot of leeway uh, because it's just really hard to have any confidence in those numbers out of the gate. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to take one last break, then we'll come back in the next two minutes and uh, talk about the 401k. I'm, I'm sorry we're running, out of, uh, running, running low on time, but let's do this. We'll be right back. Business is City Watch, the program that takes you through the ins and outs of business. If you'd like to start a business of your own, let us know at 310 291 2790.
Okay, in the last couple of minutes, we are with Grant Bledsoe. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us. And in the last couple of seconds, which is not what I was really wanted to do, but in the last couple of seconds, if your business is in a, in a situation where you can talk about a 401k, what are the initial steps for that? A, a 401k or a 401k is not your only option. It is one really popular option if your business is, is producing a lot of cash and you and you want to protect some of that from taxes. It could be a good option for you. Uh, Section 401k of the tax code was uh, written into law because of the employee uh, from the Employee Retirement Income Securities Act of 1974. And and what that means basically is there's this big piece of legislation that laid out the, the, the rules that a 401k plan must abide by in order to qualify for the tax benefits. And so there's a couple parties involved if you're thinking about establishing a 401k. First off, you probably want what's called a third-party administrator. That's that's the party that's going to actually des- help you design your 401k, determine whether or not the, the company is going to put money in for employees. It's the party that makes sure that uh, the document, your plan document that's produced complies with current law and that your plan complies with your own document. They're really where the rubber hits the road. There are a couple other parties that are that are usually involved. Usually, you have a, a financial advisor to, to help you help guide you and set all these things up, and, and talk to you and your employees about investment options and so forth. Uh, and then you have a custodian and sometimes a record keeper involved there as well. The record keeper is the party that uh, provides um, a login interface for your employees that might have money in the 401k plan to get in, view their balances, make changes to their investments, and, and those kinds of things. But really, it all starts with uh, uh, with a relationship with a third-party administrator and, and a financial advisor to help talk through how might you structure this thing for your, your own benefit, your employee's benefit, and, and the business benefit. Okay. Again, Grant Bledsoe, we thank you so much for being with us on the program today. If somebody would like to get in touch with you, uh, how would they do that? Uh, check out threeoakswealth.com. That's that's uh, our firm's website. I have podcasts myself, too. It's called Grow Money Business, where we, we talk about this stuff all day, every day. Every Wednesday we publish. <laughs> but thanks for having me on, Michael. I I'd, I'd, uh, appreciate the time and uh, enjoyed the conversation. Well, we thank you very much. And for those of you listening, believe in yourself. If you don't, no one else will. And we will speak with you next time. Mm-hmm.